Hey everyone, this is Brittany and I'm here with Mackenzie and you're listening to Rising Radiant Podcast. Today you're listening to our third episode in Leading in Your Lane, Qualities of a Healthy Leader. Ken's and I are so passionate on not only empowering people to lead within their lane, but empowering them with the tools to be healthy and represent Jesus in everything they do. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Y'all, we are so excited to be back here with you on episode three of our Leading in Your Lane series. And Britt and I are so excited to chat with everybody today about just healthy leadership. And what came to mind was qualities of a healthy leader. I think that our heart for today is really to dive into practical tools that have helped shape our own journeys in leadership. And then also just what we've learned of what are keys to walking in healthy leadership. I think both of us, Britt, we've been under so many different leaders our whole life, you know, in the church, in ministry, in workplaces. And I think that we, you know, we both have just so many stories on healthy leadership and what we think is so fundamental in, you know, encouraging people in that. And so we really wanted to dive into that today. Yeah. When we were beginning to start this series, a verse that really stuck out to me is Proverbs 13, 20. And it says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer destruction. And I think that verse is so powerful and it's so foundational in becoming a healthy leader because the Bible, clearly says when we surround ourselves with wise people, that's when we step into a place of greater wisdom. And I know in my own life, having healthy leaders, having healthy mentors, having healthy friends in my life has helped to, to develop me so much in my own leadership and in my own walk with God. So I think that's such a vital thing for us to apply in our own leadership walk. So good. And I think we were talking about this too, of we're a byproduct of, you know, the people we hang around. And so surrounding ourselves with healthy people that are going to push us and hold us accountable too, I think. And I look at my friend group too, and I just think, wow, all of my best friends are either ahead of me or carry something that I don't. That's a strength that I need to keep learning in and they're better at than something that I need to grow in. And so I think that it's like you have so many strengths that are so different than mine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Brittany. She can do that so excellent. That's her. And I, and I think of my entire friend group and they all carry different strengths that actually help always position me into a place of growth. Yeah, I think it's so important that we surround ourselves with, with people who are better than us, who are smarter than us, who are more advanced than us. Than us who are wiser than us and not in just one area like I think in my own relationships, when I think of who are those people that I want to have around me, who are those people I want speaking into my life and influencing my walk or, or my destiny, I think of people who have been where I'm going or who have done what I'm trying to do, who are excelling in some area of their lives. And I remember listening. I don't know if y'all listen to T.D. Jakes, but I love him. That man can preach. Amen. But I remember listening to this message from him called Soar. And if y'all have not listened to that message, you must go listen to his message called Soar. I believe it was with T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick, and they talk about leadership and soaring and getting into your lane. And one thing that T.D. said was, 
don't just surround yourself with somebody that's good in finances, but look at every single area of your life and find somebody whose marriage is excelling. Find somebody who is the type of parent that you want to look like. Find somebody who's excellent in finances. Find somebody who's excellent in fitness. Find somebody who's excellent in you know the profession and the field that you're in. And get those people to be your five closest people because then you can begin to kind of replicate what they are leading in. Does that make sense? I absolutely love that. And I empathize with that so much. I think surrounding yourself with people that are a season ahead of you, because, you know, we've chatted about this. When you surround yourself with people that are a season ahead of you, you get access to the wisdom of God over their life. They carry breakthrough in something that you're still walking through. And so you get access to their resources, their breakthrough, their victory, their wisdom. You get access even to their practical tools that they gained in that season of, hey, I learned this in that season. And so I think that's why surrounding yourself with people who are ahead of you or, you know, mentors or people that carry things that are different than you, you position yourself in as a student and you get to learn from them so that they actually become keys to unlocking your breakthrough in your next season, Mm -hmm. which I think is something that's so powerful. Well, and another thing that I think of on the topic of being a healthy leader, and I heard this quote and it really impacted me, but it just says you conform into the things that you are consuming. And I think that's a very powerful statement of I begin to conform to the things that are in front of me. I have challenged myself of what are those things that that I'm consuming? Am I consuming more of social media? Am I consuming more of books? Am I consuming more movies? Am I consuming more Netflix, TikTok, you know, Hulu, all these different things? Or am I consuming more of the Word of God? Am I spending my time more investing in things that are pleasurable or am I investing my time in things more that are kingdom minded, such as scriptures, small groups, great friend groups, church, you know, all these different things. And I think that's such a vital question for every one of us to ask ourselves of what am I intaking more of? Because we do become a byproduct of our environment. And so I think that is is such a, a huge foundational part of becoming a healthy leader is making sure what we're putting into our, our spirits is healthy because we want to make sure that we're leading in a way that directs people to Jesus. Because all of our goal in being a healthy leader is really to reflect Jesus in whatever way that we can. I completely agree. That's really powerful, Britt. It's so true. It's like like we were saying of how we're a function of our five closest friends. We're a function of the inputs that we feed ourselves. What are we feeding our minds with? And every single thing in our life shapes our capacity to lead. We are so easily influenced as humans. And so I think even diving into the role of protecting your mind, guarding your heart and and guarding your life and having boundaries, right? Because everything influences how we lead and shapes our capacity to lead. And so what are you feeding your mind with? Like you said, Netflix or unhealthy things, this can ultimately affect how effective our leadership is. Yeah. And I was thinking of this while you were speaking of, you know, when we 
graduate high school, we go into college and we go into college to become a student of something, to become a professional of something. So for example, I went to school to become a nurse and it took me four years to get a nursing degree in order to understand the human body, to understand how it functions, to understand the way that God created the cells and all these different things. It took me four years of in-depth study in that specialty. And then once I graduated, I had to go through more training in order to learn how does a woman have a baby and the process of all of that and how do I help her in a labor and delivery setting? And then how do I take care of a newborn infant that has just entered into the world? And it took a lot of studying. It took me surrounding myself with professionals in order to become an expert in my field. Now, once I graduated and hit the floor and I was actually graduated, I'd gone through my training. I was nowhere near a specialist. I still needed more training. I still needed more mentorship in that specialty. And so, and I tell my girls when I train new girls on the floor, man, it took me three, four years before I felt comfortable on an OB unit, but it took me asking a lot of questions and looking to other nurses that had been there for years and years longer than me. And I think in the same way, in our spiritual walks or in in a leadership lane, it takes that same type of discipline to study and look at people who are better off than us, who are who are smarter, wiser, more talented than us, and to follow in their footsteps and to ask questions. And I think it's so important that we never stop being students of wisdom. We never stop being students of Jesus. We never stop being students in our lanes because we can always learn something from the people around us. We can always grow. We can always get better. And we've really never arrived, you know, until we go home to be with Jesus. You know, we're we're still always in a position of learning from people who are better off than us. That is so good. I love the positioning yourself as a student. And I think that I was listening to another great pastor speak and he said, don't just study what great leaders do, but study how they think, study how they conceptualize something, right? Because we should always be learning. We always have an opportunity for growth. And so I love that. Position yourself as a student always. It positions us in a place to learn from others. Like we always have something to learn from people around us. And the second we think that we're, we've learned enough or we've reached it, or we don't need anybody around us, that actually robs us from growth. Yeah. And even if we take it back to the Bible and we take it back to like, what did Jesus say scripturally on this whole topic? There's a verse in Proverbs 11, 14 that I love. And as many of you know, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. So I have read it over and over and over and over again. But I love this verse, Proverbs eleven fourteen, And it says, where there is no guidance, a people fall, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. And I think that is just such a great verse for us to remember of it's not just in, oh, I got wisdom from this one person. There's safety in in seeking wisdom from a multitude of counselors. So good. And I think, yeah, just wisdom seeks the counsel of many, always surrounding yourself with godly, sound wisdom. And just being in a place of humility and making sure that our hearts stay in a posture of humility and willingness and hunger to receive from those people who are around us. That's the perfect segue too into our next topic on growth. And I think just stepping out of your comfort zone. One thing that when I was thinking of qualities of a healthy leader, I thought of being okay with growth in 
operating outside your comfort zone. And I think in that we'll dive a little bit into humility. But when I think of growth, I think of stepping outside your comfort zone. Every single thing in this life is on the other side of fear, is on the other side of our comfort zone. We are never meant to play it safe. And you think of all the great leaders in the Bible and all of their victories, all of their breakthroughs, all of their leadership positions or growth opportunities were on the other side of their comfort zone. And I think of David, I think of Daniel, I think of Esther. And Esther is somebody who we always look to. She saved her people from a Jewish genocide. And she had to step out. She had to face the king. She had to face the townspeople. She was this bold, righteous leader. And she saved so many people because she rose up and she knew her position for such a time as this. And she wasn't scared to step out of her comfort zone. And if she had let fear play a role in that, that would have hindered her so much. I think of how that entire book in the Bible would have changed because she would have played it safe. And I was thinking of what this pastor Craig Groeschel said, and he said something so powerful that growth and comfort can never exist together. And I think that we, that is so powerful to me of if we want to grow, we have to be okay with being uncomfortable. I think everything in my job this year, everything in my life this year felt so uncomfortable. It felt so outside of my normal tendencies. And it was a very vulnerable season for me, but I look at who I am now and how much the Lord has grown me and pushed me and developed me as a leader. And I look back and I think, God, I am so thankful you took me on that journey, pushing me outside my comfort zone because the fruit of leadership, the fruit of growth will never come in comfort. And so I think that's so powerful. And even what you were saying, Britt, about humility, when we're uncomfortable, there's such a posture of humility there that we don't, oh, I think we forget. And I think it can be so testing sometimes and just being okay with humbling yourself. You don't have to be the best or when you're in a growing season, you're learning and it's vulnerable and you're uncomfortable. And I was thinking of that verse of pride goes before destruction and a haunty spirit before a fall. And that's Proverbs 16, 18. God is always ushering us into a greater place of humility as we grow in leadership. And we have to remember that as we step outside of our comfort zone, they all work in tandem together of stepping outside of our comfort zone, growth, and walking in deep, deep humility. I think that God will always ask us to go lower, lower still, lower still. And so I just think, Britt, we've had so many conversations on this of just always being growth-minded. I look at your life and you have always pushed me out of my comfort zone. You're always stepping out in risk and bold faith. And I think of everything that you've done, everything you've accomplished, every single thing in your story says, I'm going to step outside my comfort zone. My breakthrough is on the other side of my fear and living an ordinary life. I'm going to run into it and I'm going to come out the other side with bold fruit that looks so different than the world because you're taking risks that look so different than the world and you're not playing it safe. Thank you, Kenz. That means so much to me. And I feel like you do the exact same thing, you know, and I know me living that out has come from a place of me knowing my yes. And you and I were talking about this before we started recording this podcast, but I remember being in high school and 
somebody had said to me, Brittany, you have to know your yes, because when you know your yes, your no becomes so much easier. You know the things to say no to because you know where you're going, you know where you're headed. And so I want to challenge every single person that is listening to this podcast of what is your yes? Ask yourself, what is my yes? Where am I headed? And when you know that, you're, it almost acts as like this boundary. Like when I'm talking about it, I almost see like this picket fence going up around your life. And if you've got these blockades that are blocking out everything that doesn't belong inside of your fence, which is your yes. And so, you know, for me, my yes was I want to lead people to Jesus. I want to influence my generation. I want to lead women to rise up and stand and know their authority and know their giftings and their talents. I want to lead missions and see people encounter Jesus on a mission field. And I want to see people in a foreign land know that they're valued and that they have worth and they have purpose. And I want to be a nurse and I want to, you know, be a wife and I want to be a mom. And so because those were my yeses and my greatest yes of all of those things was I want to leave a legacy that looks like Jesus, that people look back at my life and they say she radically loved the Lord. It was so easy then for me to say no to all of the other things that did not fit in that yes. And so I think it is so vitally important that we find our yes and we know where we're going so that our no's become so much easier and we are able to stay in that lane that God has called us to. I love that, Britt. And that practical tool is so powerful for anybody that has a pen and paper on them. Know your yes and your no's become so much easier. And I think that's something that that is a rhythm in leadership our whole life. Like know your yes every single day because you don't ever have to concentrate on your no's because those are automatic and answered in your yes. That's a bold answer to God every single day. And as we kind of wrap up today, I think that another one I wanted to touch on, and Britt, I think this has been so powerful in our own story, and we're going to dive into this in a later episode, but just practically is the role of forgiveness in our journeys as a healthy leader. I think that, you know, we live in a world that, you know, of humans, it's a fallen world. People are always going to disappoint us or let us down or not meet some kind of standard or expectation. And I think just the power of forgiveness daily. It's like in the Bible, the Lord says, forgive 70 times seven. And just being so, so committed to making forgiveness a cadence in our life every single day, the higher up in leadership you go, the more opportunity that the enemy is looking to pounce every day to get you to take up a fence, take up a hurt, take up a wound. And every single day, forgiveness should be our rhythm in our leadership. Like we will forgive again, again, and again. And it's like that. It's like what we were saying earlier, lower still, lower, lower still. And I think that I heard this quote the other day, but so much of leadership is knowing how to handle people that have mishandled you. And I think that I look at my own story and forgiveness has played such a powerful part, but people will always disappoint us. And so I just want to speak into people's lives really quickly. If there's been a leader that has disappointed you or let you down, that you actually have the opportunity to choose to forgive them, that their ability to take ownership of a trespass does not 
rise or fall on your ability to forgive. And so making that heart posture decision every single day to forgive somebody that if it's a leader in your life that has hurt you, that just knowing that God is the ultimate leader in your life, like he is the perfect leader. He is the author and perfecter of your faith. He goes with you and before you and ahead of you, and he holds your destiny. He, his perfect leadership over your life is sound. And yes, you will always have other leaders in your life. But I think that knowing the role of forgiveness and the power of it is so instrumental as we become healthy leaders. Wow. We could honestly do a whole podcast on forgiveness, Britt, couldn't we? Absolutely. Stay tuned for that one. (laughs) But just our last statement is remember that in your leadership, the whole goal of it is to make Jesus known that whether you are a stay at home mom, whether you are a nurse, you are in the workforce, you are a business owner, you are an employee, you are in the music industry, the entertainment industry, you're a real estate agent. It doesn't matter. Just remember that whatever you're doing, you have eyes that are looking at you. You have people that are watching you. And our whole goal in being healthy leaders is to represent Jesus and to make him known. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us on our leadership series, Leading in Your Lane. This third episode was so exciting, and I think that qualities of a healthy leader is just so important for everybody to know that and to walk in it and to feel equipped with practical tools and actionable steps to take in their own life. Stay tuned for all of our upcoming episodes. Our next episode is going to be such a treat. Grab a friend. Life is better shared together. Make sure you swipe up, hit the subscribe button below so you don't miss an episode of Rising Radiant. We'll catch you next time. Love y'all.